Hello and welcome to the cane violation. So I'm going to be doing something new from now on. Well, first of all, I'm only going to be talking about one NBA team each week. I'll still do the weird, obscure horror movie of the week as well, but I'm only doing one NBA team. I'm really going to do a deep dive each week on uh, one of the 30 teams in the NBA. But starting at the top, every episode, I'm going to have a little monologue with all the little current events that are going on in the NBA. So right now, you, you got news all over the place. You know what I'm about to talk about. Everyone is talking about where this guy's going to end up. And now we know. Marquise Chris just signed a non-guaranteed one-year deal with the Blazers, and wow, did it shake the internet. But anyways, why is no one talking about this one team for Ben Simmons to go to? Seriously, it, it, there's, like, there's one team that just seems so obvious to me, and you know what? It's, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. So Philly wants to get a good player in return, so why not try and trade for, gee, I don't know, uh, Brandon Ingram? He could play with Embiid. Plus, New Orleans, they, they're worried that Zion might leave. If they get Ben Simmons, now you're rolling. Maybe they've actually done calls. Who knows? But I don't know why that's not being talked about. Also, who cares that DeAndre Jordan's going to the Lakers? Who cares that LaMarcus Aldridge is going to the Nets? Paul Millsap as well. I mean, they're going to be glorified cheerleaders. Seriously. Let's start the show. Okay, so, like I said, we're just going to do a deep dive on uh, one NBA team each week. That way I can really sit down and watch the games, you know, hours after they happened, of course. I have to go to bed early, guys. I can barely even stay up for Celtic games, so I'm getting league pass. I'm going to have the full games to watch, and, uh, you know, I'll uh, have to do a little makeshift film room. Probably uh, <laughs> where I'm sitting right now at my desk. That will be the film room. And I'm just going to watch these teams. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll uh, be playing the Celtics the same week. Probably most of the time. Most definitely they will. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. Especially on the cane violation. So, I'm actually going to play a clip from the first episode where I talked about the Sacramento Kings. And... Yeah, maybe I'll uh, I'll pause it here and there, and uh, you know we can see if I was right about anything, if you know any of my comments aged well or anything like that. I'm kind of curious. I haven't listened to the whole thing, so I might stop halfway through. Um, we'll see. All right, here it is. And our last team. The Sacramento Kings. All right, get to Highest it. Highest paid and longest tenured player is Buddy Heald. They were 31 and 40. It still is Buddy Heald. 31 last year and have not made the playoffs since 2000. Actually, 
Buddy Hield's not the highest paid player anymore. Let's see who it is. It's De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Hield is second, though, because De'Aaron Fox's extension kicked in. So he's getting 28 mil this year. 30 mil next year. 32 the year after that. 34 after that. Then 37 in the final year. So that's a five-year deal. No player option at the end. Similar. That That's what uh, Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell got. They got the same deal, same exact money, but they got the player option at the end, so they can become a free agent after four years. De'Aaron Fox cannot he is uh he's Darren Fox is a good player he's not quite in uh their class level yet both of those guys have been all-stars De'Aaron Fox has not been and De'Aaron Fox has also never been to the playoffs so um yeah let's go back let's see what else I say six making it the longest postseason drought in the NBA still the case Sadly, his team kind of replaced the Clippers years ago as the punching bag of the league. Especially. Yeah. Front office doesn't manage their roster too well. Hell, they don't even manage their own employees that well. <laughs> that CRO embezzled $13 million. From oh, that's right. Uh, if you guys have a chance, read that story about the uh, the CFO who embezzled like a ton of money from them. I mean, that that really has, like, not too much basketball content besides the fact that the guy works for a basketball team, but it's uh, it's very, uh, very finance-heavy, finance, finance heavy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I am nowhere near the world of finance, so I don't know the lingo. Uh, let's see what else I say. Team, and he almost got away with it. Almost. Aaron Fox, let me tell you, my eye is on him. He'd be great as a starting point guard for a team in the. Right, I think I referenced the Celtics there, but uh, no, Marcus Smart's our point guard. He put in the game-winning basket as well. He he really does have a a, a pretty-looking stroke. I'll say that, especially as a uh, knuckleball. What the hell am I talking about? Um, Alright, we're done with that. Anyways, yeah, not much has changed. Buddy Heald's still on the team. I'm really shocked that he is, actually. And I've been lurking the Sacramento subreddit. You know, I really have to every week. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a huge NBA fan. This is where you're going to find the real fans, the team subreddits. And what they talk about is really going to tell you what's going on with the franchise. And I really appreciate the fact that the Sacramento King fans have a good sense of humor. I go to that Reddit page. I Google, uh, I think I just said Kings or Sacramento Kings Reddit on Google. First result that comes up, welcome to basketball hell. <laughs> That's what the Kings subreddit is. The Sacramento Kings subreddit is called. Not to get confused with the LA Kings. Um, and I just burst out laughing because they're so brutally honest. It's, a, yeah, longest playoff drought 
haven't had a great team since uh, the Chris Webber years, and they even got screwed by uh, the Lakers, or, well, it was really the refs that screwed them over. What was that, like the 2001 playoffs? Might have been 2002. It's all infamous. You can go on YouTube and check. Um, So, yeah, the, there's a lot of Ben Simmons talk going on right now because... Uh, uh, with the Kings fans, because it's like really, well, first of all, it's a California team. Ben Simmons said he wanted to go to a California team, even though I guess he only said he's uh, one of the three California teams, even though there's four. So he was uh, clearly dissing the Kings there by saying that. But uh, it's just a bad time for a Simmons trade because er, especially like we all look at Simmons as a ball handler, a point guard, and it's the deepest position in the league. So when you when you look at teams' rosters, you're like, oh, you know, they already have a point guard. They really don't need Simmons. Um, so it's it's kind of about finding the right fit, and you also need. A very specific cast around Ben Simmons to to make his style of play work because he can't shoot threes. Like, I'd, what is what has he been doing these past three months? Has he been practicing his shot? Jesus, I mean, this is what you do in the off season. If he's just calling his agent every day, like, I want to be traded, like, no, go outside, shoot the ball, do what Jimmy Butler did. Jimmy Butler apparently, um, I think it was between, well, I think it was a 20, I want to say 15 off season, or it might have been 14. Actually, I think it was 2014 off season. Jimmy Bucket just, like, tuned everything out, went outside, and played basketball like a beast every day, like going hard, like really mentally focused on improving his game. Now, that can be hard for people, I can imagine, because you know, you, you want to unwind during the off season, Sure, sure. But sometimes it's very important for these players to want to take their game to the next level. And, you know, it really paid off for Jimmy Butler. He really uh, just st- stepped into another another tier of uh, very talented NBA players by uh, just, just going hard for one summer. It is important. Yeah, you know, now he's set. He's set. He's made so much money, so much money. So he can can relax a little now. He does need a championship, though. We'll see if he ever gets one. Probably not in Miami. I think Kyle Lowry's too old, but we're not talking about the Heat. We're talking about the Kings now. Um, what else do they have? They, get, they have Harrison Barnes. I thought he would be true. Why did they not trade him at the deadline? They don't need this guy. They probably could have got a first rounder for him. Maybe. They should trade him this offseason too. Trade him to the Sixers. Sixers could use him. I don't think they could match any salary though. 
Yeah, like, I'd rather have Harrison Barnes than Danny Green if I'm the Sixers, so. Sixers could put a package together. Uh, congratulations, guys. You did acquire a very, very talented former Celtic player this offseason, Tristan Thompson. Just, you gotta love him. You gotta, you gotta love, he's like not, he doesn't stir anything up at all. You never see any headlines about him in the news, especially in magazines that have nothing to do with the NBA. He is just uh, a real lunch pail guy. He just comes to work. He doesn't go out clubbing afterwards. He doesn't get caught going into rooms with multiple girls who aren't his celebrity girlfriend. Jesus. Have fun with have fun with Tristan Thompson. Seriously. What's he, the third string center? God, they're riding eight TVs again outside. I think I've 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 referenced these guys on the podcast before. They're just they're they're madmen. They do wheelies in the street. Someone's gonna get killed. They're not wearing helmets. Come on, put on a triple eight or something. Chase. These guys. I think, yeah, Tristan Thompson would be the third center because they signed Alex Len. I'd much rather have Alex Len be the backup than Thompson. But, eh, who knows? Maybe it's matchup dependent. Uh, what else is. So they re signed uh, Rashawn Holmes. He's a good center. That's that's another guy. The, the Sixers, the process Sixers did get some guys. They got Jeremy Grant and Rashawn Holmes, and I think they had Christian Wood at one point. They had all these guys, and they traded them. I think they traded Jeremy Grant for, like, Ursan Ilyasova. I think there was a first-round pick as well, but, like, come on. Like, and Grant, Jeremy Grant did develop later on, so can't criticize them too much. Uh, they brought back Mo Harkless. They brought back Terrence Davis. Uh, like I said, Alex Len uh, is uh, in his second tenure with the Kings. I think, where did he end up last? He was on the Wizards. They still have Damian Jones, I think. Think he's still on the team? They're they're definitely still paying him. Uh, they have uh, Chimezi uh, Me Too. What the hell is going on? Holy cow! There's uh, I'm I'm serious. There is there's at least twelve of them. Whatever. Just don't hit my car. Just kidding. I don't have a car anymore. Broke down the highway. That's another story. Um, they uh, they had some. Uh, well, the, the this is the summer league champions. The the Kings are summer league champions. Good for these guys. They kicked the Celtics' ass. They made Peyton Pritchard. Look like I'm trying to think of a name. Uh, who's a really bad point guard back in the day? 
I was going to say Phil Pressy, but Phil Pressy wasn't that bad. Who was a bad point guard? I don't know. My brain is fried right now. Um, so, yeah, they uh, they got a... I, I'm looking at the roster right now. I feel like there was a really good summer league player, but he's not listed on the roster here, and he has to be on the team because he was good. Was it Ramsey? No. But, um, yeah, they they got some talent. Uh, Luke Walton's still the coach. The problem is the West. The West is just so good. They're good. They're so good. Now, Ben Simmons would change things, but I, I don't know. So I I don't know what's going through Daryl Morey's head right now. I don't think a lot of people do. We can uh, we can try and guess by the reporting, but I think he uh, really would not want to take back a package that only has Davion Mitchell, like de- like a bunch of first round picks, Davion Mitchell. You'd have to throw in Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, the match salaries. Like that is not. <sighs> it's probably not ideal for the Sixers, because Davion Mitchell's a rookie. He's young. You're supposed to compete now. I mean, I think I do think Buddy Heald would help them out a lot. But I mean, what? It's just it's Embiid, and then. He doesn't really have, like, a a really great player, like, next to him. Is it Tobias Harris? I don't know. Maybe he can improve. Tobias Harris would have to take on a huge offensive load. But it... And then, yeah, Marvin Bagley. Is he even gonna become, like, a, a decent NBA player? He's a number two pick four years ago. Jeez. It's not looking good with him. I haven't seen too much of him. Does he shoot threes? I feel like he doesn't really do it too often. Um, but uh, you got Halliburton and Fox. I think you should just stick with them. And um, I... I just you know, make make smart trades. Maybe Ben Simmons isn't the guy you should be going after. You should you should just keep making smart trades. Get some draft picks. I think Buddy Heald definitely has to go, but um, he's under contract for three more years, so it's not. A huge rush, but you should probably trade him this this trade deadline. I would trade him if I were them. Um, pretty good player. Harrison Bar Harrison Barnes has got to get traded this trade deadline. But uh, actually, like you could do Heald, Barnes, Bagley. Let me look at the Sixers roster. Do they have big salaries they can use to match? I mean, they could do they could do Ben Simmons. Um, 
could do Danny Green. I mean, Danny Green. Let's not forget. He's he's getting up there. He's what? Is he born in like 87, I think? So he would be like 34. 34 now? I don't know. I don't know if he can still do it. I would I would trade him. So if you could trade Simmons and Danny Green and get back Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, maybe two, maybe three unprotected first-round picks, I think you got to consider it. What else are you going to do? Ben Simmons is not going to suit up for the Sixers again. They're kind of screwed there. They, um... They're, they they could make a huge risk and try to wait till the trade deadline and hope that there's some team that's desperate and makes some outrageous move. Like maybe maybe the that's when the Pelicans might do something. Um, you know, so, someone where the the GM is trying to save his job, similar to what happened with um, with Stan Van Gundy on the Pistons trading for Blake Griffin. What a the boneheaded move that was! But whatever, it all worked out in the end. They got Cade Cunningham now. Just took a few years. That's all. Um, but maybe, maybe like, um, yeah, New Or I I I brought up New Orleans. Um, I do, I do think the Kings are going to be making some trades before the deadline. I can't see them holding on to Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes again. I was shocked that they made it through last trade deadline, actually. So, we shall see, I guess. Let's see, let's see who the Kings are going to play first week. Sacramento. I love that video of uh, was <laughs> it their new GM and uh, the fans see him at a game? I was probably summer league, and they're just like Simmons, Simmons. He just shakes his head. Yeah, yeah, we're trying. I mean, it would be nice to get Ben Simmons. Yes, free agents, really good free agents, tend to not go to Sacramento. So that would be that would be a big get. But you know, at what cost? At what cost? If you can keep, if I mean, if you have Halliburton, Fox, and Simmons, that is interesting, no doubt. No doubt, but, um, okay, so, they play, this is preseason, Suns preseason, so, first game will be against, it looks like it will be the Blazers Jazz. What the hell is wrong with the Kings website? 
currently is spazzing out right now. It will not let me scroll down. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't think you're going to make the playoffs again. It's going to be another rough season. I'm sorry. I hope things get better, though. Probably won't. You'll at least be better than the Houston Rockets and the Thunder. Other than that, maybe the Timberwolves if you're lucky. I don't know. It's it's it, it doesn't look great. I mean, it's, we'll see. We'll see if he gets Simmons. Don't trade like four first round picks though. Don't don't go that crazy. But if you can get Simmons for a few draft picks and still have Fox and Halliburton, not bad. Not bad. Now you might be talking playoffs, but probably not championship for the next few years, at least. Unless Halliburton makes a huge leap. Same with Fox. So, good luck, guys. We'll see what happens. And our movie this week is the Asphinx. The Asphinx. A S P H Y N X. The Asphinx. They say it in the movie multiple times, but even like. I, I still have trouble pronouncing it. It's funny, the subtitles for the movie. So I, I, it's on YouTube, by the way, if you guys want to watch it. The movie came out in 72. It's got a bunch of British actors. Uh, it's more of a ghost story-ish. Uh, Science and, and ghosts. But the, I, I put the subtitles on. They're not like the, the subtitles you have on, uh, you know, home video, uh, video, uh, DVD and whatnot, where... No, they actually uh, will uh, show what they're saying accurately. This is like YouTube subtitles, so it's almost like it's a like a Google uh, voice to text thing. So it kept that they they're constantly saying the Sphinx. the The Sphinx. It's like a type of ghost in the movie. I'll get to that later, but. They're constantly saying that word, and it and it keeps getting translated to the subtitles to multiple things that are just wrong. Like it, it's it's not what they're really saying. That it's been uh, spelt as asfix, a s s fix, and then I think there's a, aspects was another one. Oh my aspects! So it uh, was not. Accurate now. Um, the acting, bit over the top. You know, these are guys. These are actors that probably know their Shakespeare. Let's let's look up their names, cause I, I guess they're really famous British actors. I don't really know them. Robert Powell. Let's see if he's still alive. He's still alive. Robert Powell is still alive. Um. Doesn't really act anymore. But he's still alive. Um, Robert Powell and the other guy is Robert Stevens. Passed away in 1995. 
And then uh, I'm trying to see if I know any of these people. I, I really don't. This is this is like early '70s British horror. It's not a miscus though. It's kind of unique, I'd say. But anyways, the the whole deal with this movie is these scientists they've created this device where you put in like phosphorus into a light beam and you can actually see the spirit hanging over if if you point it towards a human subject you can see a small spirit that is hanging over a uh, a human it's I, uh, maybe it's like their soul or something but i guess it, it maybe it's like death death is constantly like around them and you know when someone's going to die this thing is you know hanging about so they first notice it because they're they're taking they're taking pictures of like uh people that were about to die i, I forget why they were exactly doing that at the very beginning but at the very we, we see this um photographer with a presentation showing pictures um with people that were like minutes away from dying they they took pictures of them and then there's this you know strange uh seems like almost like a a cloud over the um over the subject's head and it it just it was happening in multiple photos. This is also in the Victorian era, by the way. This that's where the movie takes place. So these are like very old school cameras, and they are. Uh, they're just like, why? Why do we keep seeing this? This like this black cloud over people's heads when they're about to die? What is this thing? So they they end up actually filming a hanging, a public hanging, and. Uh, they shine a beam of light uh, right around where the guy is with the with the noose around him, and they it reveals uh, this spirit that is that is it's like a, a creepy spirit. It it really I'm gonna reference this movie a lot. It looks like something out of Ghostbusters, and trust me, more on that later. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of freaky kind of freaky maybe hokey depending on the person but um it's it's yeah the, probably the more creepiest thing in the movie um and they 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 start figuring out what this thing is so they test it on a rat and they actually catch they catch the spirit that is hanging over people's heads uh, they catch they catch the rat's spirit asphyx asphyx whatever and it really looked similar to ghostbusters and it made me wonder because this came out in 1972 ghostbusters was 84 it looked eerily similar like they have to keep this spirit in the beam of light and drag him into what appeared to be some kind of box that would trap this spirit. 
And she's like, wait a second. This is very, very similar. Like, uh, who who wrote Ghostbusters? It had to be Dan Aykroyd. I don't know if Bill Murray actually wrote it. Let's see. We have a new Ghostbusters coming out in a few months. Will it suck? Probably. We'll see, though. Who wrote this? Dan Aykroyd. Harold Ramis. Yeah. R.I.P. Harold Ramis. So, I wonder. We won't find out from Harold. Rest in peace. But uh, someone has Dan Aykroyd. Hey. Have you heard of this movie before? Because it's uh, it came out before you wrote Ghostbusters, and it's you know kind of similar. But anyways, just thought I'd throw that out there. So these guys, they realize they can capture this spirit, and um, when it's captured, the because uh, like everyone has their own aspects. So when you catch capture someone's aspects they become immortal that's the idea I, I don't quite understand how they figured that out but that was basically it it's like it, oh you're not you're not gonna die now you're gonna be immortal so then they they start uh, I th the uh the doctor catches his own aspects, and he has a daughter. His he's got an assistant as well. I, I I think this is what's going on, and the uh, he wants his daughter to also um, you know live forever. So they try experimenting there. Something goes wrong. Uh, because in order to capture the asphyx, you have to be, like, you know, on the verge of death. That's the only way it will appear. So I guess the asphyx is in your body, and it will start to leave your body. It's, it's, it's a bit tricky to figure out, but um, it's, it's basically, basically that. But... Um, I, I did get a heads up that it was a really good ending, and it was solid. It was solid. I, I thought I was going to be a little more blown away by how hyped up this ending was, but it was solid. Pay pay very attention to the beginning of the movie, by the way, because I actually I went back and uh, rewatched the first few minutes, and I was like, oh, that explains the ending. Um. So, fascinating, fascinating movie, you know, trying to play God, anything dealing with immortality, it's, it's, the problem is, it's, like, too much, too much, you know, Shakespeare-like acting, like, oh my God, like, they're acting like they're, you know, on stage, and it's just, it's a little, a little too much, but, I'm actually I'm gonna give this the Alice rating because it's original. It's it's a concept that sticks with you. I de it's 
I, I did debate whether giving it the Abby rating, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Alice because um, you know there are some some heartbreaking moments I will say in the movie, despite the over the top acting. It's uh it's it's the Abby rating. Maybe maybe someday I'd get this on Blu-ray. Like if if I saw it for like five bucks on on Blu-ray somewhere, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll buy that. Why not? Ten bucks? Hell yeah, probably. Thirty bucks? Eh, okay, let's let's calm down here. Cool movie, but I'm not trying to spend thirty bucks on this one. So that's that. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. Do uh, I gotta look at my uh, my list of teams. See which team we're doing next week. We are doing. Here it is. And do the Blazers. All right. Yeah. Another team that uh, Ben Simmons might go to. Maybe. All right. Talk to you next week, guys.
started out at Kinko's. Ten years later, out to Vegas on a G4. Deceit's bucket when we puff, puff, pass. Passport to my luggage, got my beats on smash. Attitude of a winner, that's some DMA. So it feel like a summer anywhere that I lay. A, it's CA to the day that we out. Stay strong through the struggle, that's what life is about. Demons haunt your thinking, freedom gone and all exhausted, exhausted, dreaming dreams of fortune. All your deeds are all unprompted, and not in sync with laws and warnings. Never heeded why you blot them, marching forth and choosing what to keep and leave consistently. You're falling all or nothing. Please, I'll tweak it out. I think I'm onto something. Now you're beat to pieces, and the pieces and the parts are busted. All your greatest thinking got you sinking in the rotten gutter. Now it's nothing left but everything to gain, no option. So you walk the narrow steps to the domains that have been calling. So All of the resistance kept you out from what is with it If you follow it, it rises from inside you up and over all in Spin half my life on a search for nothing I came up with something, it's all again I found myself by the river and jumping It's all or nothing, gotta be all in Be all in, gotta be all in Be all in, yes, all in Right, give me wealth and real life And then mix it together like Popcorn and butter ride Over the top for Tio Sitting, I talk to Rio Listening to music like that old in the city Creoles, pretty females All in my life, yup That's how it had to be So now I call on my wife Give me my order, organic I need my border, Hispanic I mean, I love it in Cali But out in Maui as wow So Somebody get me a ticket, no need for packing a biscuit I want more laughing and giggling, need more passion and wisdom Give some and take some, I don't want no fake ones If I need new friends then I'll make some Spin half my life on a search for nothing I came up with something, it's on again I found myself by the river and jumped in It's all or nothing, gotta be all in Be all in, gotta be all in Yes, all or nothing. Be all in, gotta be all in. Be all in, yes, all or nothing. Hands up high, 
when I step on stage Got to my side, microphone on blaze Wanna be on point, brand new white shoes Need to be in the cut, cause I paid my dues Need to hear good news, wanna make moves Need to make music if I wanna eat food Need to make a meeting if I wanna stay clean Don't wanna be a dope fiend, keeping that beam up On the back of my neck when I track with a team On the road that be acting a wreck Need a book full of hope and a bag full of tools Combat the demons that sleep in my shoes Need a pad and a pen to release all the pain At it again, playing the game, not staying the same Changing the patterns of thought on the main Cause I'm all in the game, all in, all in It's all or nothing, baby. It's never, ever, maybe. You think I might be crazy, but I gotta be all in. It's all or nothing, baby. It's never, ever, maybe. You think I might be crazy, but I gotta be all in. It's all or nothing, baby. It's never, ever, maybe. You think I might be crazy, but I gotta be all in. It's all or nothing, baby. It's never, ever, maybe. You think I might be crazy, but I gotta be all in. Spin have my life on a search for nothing. I came up with something, it's all again. I found myself by the river and jumped in. It's all or nothing, gotta be all in.
Mr. Dabalina. You thought you could manipulate, you thought you could fool me. Ooh, ooh, Mr. Dabalina. Teach Wizard put me on a stuff and then he schooled me. Friends could be fraudulent, just you wait and see. First he was my money grip, then he stole my honey dip. Mr. Dabalina is a serpent, don't you agree? The little two-timer resembles that Jamama with jeans and a dirty white hoodie. Seems like he wouldn't be a snake or woody. Disguises come in all sizes and shapes. Notice the facade of the snakes. They all catch the vapes, even though last year there was GQ. Took a lot of time before the DEL could see through the mask. All I had to do was ask the Emperor and Kwame. And my man responded they were bombing. Fraudulent foe with the strength of Hercules. The way you're on my dick must really hurt your knees. You need to take heat and quit being such a groupie. Ever since I did a little show in Guadalupe, I never saw a groupie like you. But what is funny is you wanted to be down with my crew. But DEL is not down with any clowns of justice. So I would suggest that you try to impress Uncle Festa Dabalina. Because you don't impress me, Dabalina. The style of dress is not the key, Dabalina. It's all in the mind and the heart. So you should start by remembering you gotta pay a fee, Dabalina. Yeah. 